House Party, a podcast where real estate, news, and pop culture collide, coming straight to you from the editors of Realtor.com. I'm Natalie Way. I'm Eric Gunther. And I'm Rachel Stoltz. And welcome back. We're back. We're back. Back again. Uh, House Party. Polygamy is a party. Oh, my God. Uh, Really? (laughs) You're just jumping right into it. Let me... me, Eric, do you want to land land this airplane a little bit smoother than I just did? Exactly. (laughs) Or take off? Just throw it over to me. (laughs) Throw it over to me. Throwing it to Eric. You are no Sully Sullenberger over there, Natalie. (laughs) Oh, my. Um, Yeah. Okay, so, Eric, uh, you did a story this week on some sister wives. Yeah, Natalie, thanks for the intro there. Very smooth. <laughs> um, first question. About who? Without, about... without looking at the article. About, uh-huh. wait, what's the article? What about, about sister wives. About sister wives. Oh, okay. First question. Can I ask you a question? About the sister wives. Yeah, please. Without looking at the article. No, I haven't um, read it. Okay, great. How many seasons has sister wives run on TLC? Oh, man. Okay, I've never actually... I've seen episodes, but I've never been... Oh, you, that, that more is, than I uh, have. I haven't even seen that episode. That's a mission. I... Wow. Okay, I'm going to say nine seasons. Whoa. Rachel? I'm going to say... Let's see. When did... um? I'm just thinking internally. Okay. He's okay. shaking his head no. I feel like it's got to be really high numbers, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go higher than Natalie and say eleven seasons. Yeah, well, you're both wrong. Oh <laughs> no, it's more. It's more. Yeah, it's actually twelve seasons. Oh and, and wow, the- Rachel! Price is Right rules. I win. Yeah, you, yeah, you would win on Price is Wait, Right so rules. Wait, so twelve years and it follows the same 12, sister well, wives no, I mean, and the same I say, man. Let's not say twelve years. Twelve seasons. seasons. Twelve seasons. Because much like your favorite show, The Bachelor, they have well, multiple 20, seasons per year. <laughs> right. So, so and it's uh, the same. It's the same sister wives. Yeah, the same it's four husband. four four women uh, na- married to one man or well one woman is legally married to this man and then the three others are in a spiritual relationship with him okay. uh, and they all you know they all had all four women had homes in las vegas do they have them in the same neighborhood right so the, let me yeah okay exactly i'm so jumping the gun you're jumping the gun but it's fine the reason it relates to real estate is that now i mean as Natalie mentioned up top, polygamy has its own set of challenges, but <laughs> real estate isn't one you'd normally assume to be at the top of the list. But then yeah. when you decide you want to move, then you have four houses to sell. Yeah. it's uh, So they're selling Double four trouble. houses. All, all four of these sister wives that are on this TLC reality show are selling uh, homes in a gated community mm. within Las Vegas. Is that because they all want to be close to each other? So if one decides to move, they all have to move it, to yeah. a different neighborhood. They've all kind of put up, pulled up stakes, and um, moved to Flagstaff, Arizona. I oh guess. wow! I, yeah. So uh, so the family. They're, so, so they're selling four homes. I guess the first woman, uh, Christine, put her home on the market last July, and then now she's had to cut the price a couple of times. Uh, it's now at 615. It's a five-bedroom home. And then this other woman, Janelle, listed her home last year and then had to cut it. But then the other two women jumped into the fray this week. So now all four houses are on the market. Wow. One it one is 615, as I said. One is around 600. Another one is 600. And then there's another one for 620. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. 
do they all have the same real estate agent? Yes, they do. Oh, so. so that's either coming. So that's either a burden for the real estate agent, or it's like cha- a cha-ching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's four times if, the profit all at once, right? It's uh, so anyway. So yeah, I, I just mostly wanted to ask you guys. It's again, it's the same thing as we talked about. I think in previous episodes with the show Tanked which I think has run for like 25 seasons or something. Right. It's, these show, it's these shows that are on the air and it, I, you vaguely know of them. And you may, like Natalie said, you may have watched an episode or two, but I had no, no idea, idea a show like this on. had run for 12 seasons. Right. Like, and who's watching it? I think and, they just acquire a fan base and the fan base is so loyal. And right. so then it's like you just stick with it. You just want to see. Right. It's like so, following someone on social media. You just want to see. Right. So so they may have a, a million viewers, a solid audience, and that's all the TLC needs or two million, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. And, and th- those people are baked in. Mm-hmm. They are watching Sister Wives. And, and they're, they're not attracting new viewers to the show necessarily. But, yeah. So, anyway, the well, Sister Wives are. are selling four homes. Uh, in Las Vegas, it's pretty crazy. I'm reading something that says that at least one of the wives is a realtor or yeah, real estate right. agent. So the she, woman that, the woman that that first put her, the woman that put her home on the market last July, is a real estate agent. Very interesting. Yes, madam. We often take a look at trends or like decor trends, decor mm-hmm. trends in the home that make us go, huh? Or that make us go WTF, um, or that just make us like really angry. And I'd have to say that open shelving is definitely one of them. Open shelving. Is it a polarizing issue in your mind? I think so. Um, I brought it up to a friend recently, and uh, she said, Yes, I love the idea of open shelving. It's great in theory, but. When you think about having to organize everything and keep it looking pristine, clean, yeah. as it does on Pinterest, it's, it's, yeah, it's not even worth it. It's a lot of pressure. Can you just describe, like, you know, for listeners, and, and so I can see it in my mind's eye, like what open shelving refers to? Is it just like a, a long shelf in your kitchen where you just store everything and everything's open to the world? So think of it as just like one. It, it's not like a cabinet with like a glass front. It's it's like right. um, one long. The shelves without the cabinet. Right. right. It's one long plank of a shelf, like a mm-hmm. shelf that you would. Um, mount to the wall you know like those floating shelves that you see in like living rooms it kind of looks like that it's like floating shelves in your kitchen or so you would you would put your your plates your bowls Mm -hmm. your they would be mounted like around the sink around you know all around above your um countertops and your appliances your smaller appliances right whatever and it's just super open people like them because you know they're very airy they feel very um rustic or like bohemian Mm. um, farmhouse chic pretty farmhouse just kind of all your dishes out there and this is a pinterest driven phenomena like people on pinterest seem to love these i would say it's yeah I, i would say that pinterest has definitely contributed to this uh okay this crazy phenomenon. Phenomenon. It's not crazy. And, yeah, it's a nice way to show off if you've got beautiful dishes. It's it a is. great way to show them off. But right. if you don't have beautiful dishes or you can't take the time or won't take the time to keep that space clean, it just looks like a dirty jumble. Right, right. right. So, so you, you guys are both anti-open shelving. Oh, I, I hate them. 
Yeah, I would say, I mean, ugh, I, I I definitely ugh. follow people on Instagram who have open shelving and I'm just like, that looks so chic. Like, I, how cool. <laughs> but then, right. uh, no, I don't think I could do it for in my own house. I just, I do like having everything put away behind a door mm-hmm. and also not having to worry like this vase doesn't perfectly fit on this shelf. Um, so I'll just like tuck it here and it doesn't look like, you know wonderful mm-hmm. but and is it because of the is it a cleanliness issue or is it just a looks issue like i i think of it if if i'm thinking open shelving i'm thinking like the things that i don't use as often would get dusty mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely yeah. so we didn't the reason why we're talking about this beyond just like talking about open uh open shelving is because we have um we have a story publishing on realtor.com slash news and uh it's a, basically a rant about open shelving and, and why it's difficult and it's challenging mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Um, and the dust issue is one of those things. You know, right. you'll you'll have your things on the shelf, but then if you actually want to use them, you're going to have to give them another rinse. And what are some of the other reasons cited in the article that are, you know, anti-open shelving? I mean, this one was kind of interesting. They they can make a room look cramped. Um hmm. And we actually have a picture to accompany that, that to show, you know, how that would look. Um, if you just have a bunch of stuff out, it's it's kind of like right. they say put things on your countertop away to make your kitchen look less cluttered. The same thing goes for your shelves. Um, right, because it, it can create kind of a visual jumble. Yeah, visual yeah. jumble. Everything's there and then it, you just feel like the walls are closing in on you. Um, That's right. why I hate it. I think it's the ultimate clutter. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean – I have to wonder if Marie Kondo would be on board with open shelving. Hmm. She probably would, um, but 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 she would be like, get rid of everything, everything, so you, <laughs> you can have, have four things di- on dish. the shelf. Yeah, yeah she, one dish, right. one bowl. She'd make you like have it. It all has to be matching. So right, that's hmm. why I can't deal with it. It's just too. So there's there's the visual there's the visual jumble there's the dust issue are there any other issues that open shelving leads to that are not optimal I mean there's the potential to bump things off you know oh, in Thanksgiving right. if Thanksgiving everyone's in the kitchen everyone's hustling and bustling and Dad right. might mm. back up into the shelf or the kid might you know throw a ball mm. and hit a cup and everything goes right. clamoring to okay. the ground so. Um, every, the things on your shelf just aren't as protected. But I mean, if you are, like you say, Natalie, the people that you see on Instagram, if you are able to do the upkeep, I, I, I'm sure it does make your kitchen look open and airy. It does. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, yes. Like I said before, I've seen a lot of beautiful photos with open shelving and, um, it's just a lot of upkeep. But if that if you work from home or if you, you know, you, you really do enjoy cleaning, which a lot of people do. <laughs> a lot right. of people do, you know. No, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's like meditation for them. Yeah. So. It's yeah. um it's a great look, honestly. I think I'm I'm a little jealous. Right. <laughs> so that's well, why I mean, I'm salty. As, as, I think as long as you're honest with yourself, if you know you're not going to do the upkeep, mm-hmm. then then maybe open shelving isn't for you. I mean, but if you know you're committed to it, maybe it's a look that you can cultivate and make work. Right. Like you said, Eric or Rachel or whoever said this. Um, all three of all us. Th- I think we're. Well, no, I, I was just one of you made a <laughs> one of you made the great point that, you know, be honest with yourself and don't try to jump into an open shelving situation if you think 
And it's going to stress you out because it probably will. Just get a cabinet. Just get a cabinet. Cabinets look wonderful. And save yourself the stress. Natalie? Yes, Eric? Did you know (laughs) there are four types of clutter? Four types? What do you mean four types? There are four distinct types of clutter. I thought there only there's only one type. I, I <laughs> only what's, what's what's your type? I only have room for one type of clutter in my life. What is your, what is your type? Um, papers. Papers. <laughs> yeah, mine is more. Mine is more stuff. Like you know, yeah, like collectibles and uh-huh. artifacts and things of that sort. Yeah, I would say so. Okay, now now that I'm thinking more about it, I can see how there mm. are more types of clutter than just papers. Papers, which is right. what plagues my life. Um, but I'm. This is let, tell, yeah. give me more information. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to set your head spinning. I'm, my, can you tell my head is spinning right now? Yeah, I'm sorry. This doesn't break it. You know, like, you know, we've all watched Marie Kondo and she has, I think, five steps in the KonMari method Mm -hmm. where, you know, you start with the clothes and the papers Mm -hmm. and the sentimental items. Uh, This article that we have on Realtor.com is more uh, along the lines of there's four types of clutter and they are kind of all tied to like a psychological or, you know, Mm. a a state of mind. So you may have sentimental clutter. Okay. So like kids art projects and... Things of that sort, yeah, greeting cards, you know, something that – Love know, letters. Love letters, mm. something that, you know, an, an aunt gave you, the, you know, something that a beloved aunt or uncle or, you know, something – Or a co-worker it's, like it's, you. A co-worker, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's tough ones. because, you know, those, uh, those items hold some sort of, you know, emotional weight and so you kind of uh, have to tackle those gently. There's also painful clutter. Painful and which letter. love letters would also fall into mm. if you break up with that person. Okay, dear John letters. Yeah, like, you know, so uh, as we described in this article, uh, think of uh, a wedding dress post-divorce. Oh, that's painful. That's painful clutter. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, or, or it's anything that, you know, kind of you're holding on to and it kind of doesn't It doesn't bring make back, you happy, Yeah, it doesn't actually. bring back great memories. Yeah. It's just or, that it... Or can it be... An urn of ashes, or or like a. <laughs> you think ashes are clutter? A, That's a, a good question. A possession, <laughs> well, like or on Marie Kondo's show, there was the episode yes. of the the widow, the woman who was yeah. a widow, yeah. husband was a had one. died, and she was. It, it took her a year Hanging to get a... rid of his clothes. Yeah, to, to right. declutter his th- clothes, I, which is totally right. understandable. No, it's totally understandable, and I think that that does fall into the painful clutter, even though it's not that. You know, it's painful because he was a bad person. It's painful because he passed away, mm-hmm. and she didn't know right. what to do. What to do with the stuff, and and just touching the stuff or thinking about doing it probably brought up a ton of emotions for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that that's painful clutter. That's that that, that causes you like ooh, yeah. I don't really want to even go into that. Mm-hmm. And then we get to another one that's uh, you know I think we've probably all dealt with it. I know I have a sunk cost fallacy clutter, which means that you've, you've spent money on something, say a hobby or oh. uh, you know something that you are intending to get to, or you bought the latest greatest mm-hmm. piece of equipment. Peloton, Peloton, ba- bass fishing equipment, bass fishing equipment, uh, something that you think you're going to take up. Uh, you know, or something that you have the best of intentions for, and you spend a lot of money on mm-hmm. this thing, 
And now it's just weighing on you and it sits there and it kind of, it takes up mental space. Mm, right. So I don't know if you guys have experienced that, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it can be hard to part with something if you feel like, oh God, I spent a couple hundred bucks on this or 500 bucks mm-hmm. or a thousand bucks, whatever the cost is and whatever, you know, your, it fits into your budget. But if it, uh, if it's something that you feel like you spent an inordinate amount of money on, it can be very hard to part with it even mm-hmm. though you know it's probably the best decision to make. Yeah. I had an elliptical that was very hard for me to part with, but it purely started serving as a coat hanger, literally. Like that's where we would put our <laughs> our laundry and our coats and stuff that we needed to dry that we couldn't run through the dryer. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and I felt bad about getting rid of it, but I hadn't used it in, in months. Yeah. And so. I, it's, I mean, and the advice that we give in this article is just to accept your current reality. So, you know, <laughs> what, you know, it's Ouch. kind of what you're saying. Well, no, I mean, it's, it, if, you can, if you can accept it and just say, no, it's true though. Be real with yourself and say, this is, this is where I am right now. But yeah. doing that's a lot harder. It's yeah. a lot easier said than no, done. No, I know. For sure. I know. Eric, could you well, ever, if you hadn't, if you didn't use your Peloton for months, could you just be like, yeah, I better get rid of this thing. It's just like taking up space. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll get into it I eventually mean, again. Well, to make way for the Peloton, we sold a pinball machine that was hmm. kind of that, that – it wasn't necessarily a sunk cost. I mean we, we did enjoy it for a period of time, but we had a pinball machine in the same, pace, same place where the Peloton now sits. So we decided to sell it and I sold it. And So, yeah, I mean things come in and out of your life and, you know, let you go. <laughs> There's one more type of clutter that, you know, I've been droning on about all this clutter. but Clutter, 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 clutter. No, tell me the fourth type of clutter. The fourth type of clutter is identity and self-worth clutter. Whoa. Yes. What is that? So these are items that tie into your sense of identity. It could be items from an old job that you liked, uh, maternity clothes. A wig. You know, a wig. Old, old, you know, old stuff from, you know, your glory days of high school. Oh, man. Um, you know, aspirational items like, you know, this kind of ties into the Peloton too. Like say if you said, oh, I'm going to buy this yoga mat and I'm going to take up yoga and then you never do. But I mean, it, it, it it's just, uh, it can be aspirational stuff like the yoga mat or it could be stuff that's, you know, just tied into who we are mm-hmm. and stuff that's from our past. Um, it, it, so that that stuff is tough to get rid of as well. So um, you just have to acknowledge the hold these things have over you and say, I am in the now and I want to get rid of this. Mm-hmm. So mature. So, Decluttering yeah, is just like it makes you feel so mature and well, just like – Well, it, yeah, it probably – what I'm doing. Probably, in control. Yeah, yeah very it, in control. Yeah, it eases your mind and uh, yeah. So uh, these are the four types of clutter. I, I know you thought we were going down the road of paper – Right. (laughs) Well, on that note, though, because those are the types that Marie Kondo has, we're at the end of January, which Mm -hmm. is statistically speaking, I think more than half of the people who make resolutions fall off by this point. I'd have to look it up, but safe to say a lot of people have given up. Um, Have you guys given up on your decluttering efforts by now? No, I have not. I haven't either. I I still fold my shirts in the Marie Kondo way, the tri-fold and then the bifold. Yeah, I do, actually. 
I did try to, when I was packing for my trip um, this past weekend, I was trying to fold everything in the KonMari method, and I got fed up real fast. Really? Tell, tell the yeah. listeners where you went, Rachel. I went to South Lake Tahoe. Wow. With a group of fun friends. There is great. A, fun friends. There is an episode. It wasn't us. <laughs> Like no, <laughs> I loved you guys in the dust. Yeah. I think so. I just get frustrated with the stuff that doesn't conform very easily. So like, mm-hmm. like bathing suits. And, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Jackets, bathing suits, boots, mm-hmm. um, all the stuff that takes up, it seems like it takes up space no right. matter how you fold it. And right. I got frustrated and yeah. eventually just start throwing right. stuff in. Right. Um, and overpacked and have a fun, uh, photo of the overpacking. Oh God! Um, where the stuff was basically just like falling out oh, of the car. That's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just me; it was my whole group. And this Dude, was for everybody over. This was <laughs> look at this. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Eric can't even look at it. And this no. was <laughs> three days, three nights, um, four nights, four oh, nights, four okay. nights. Five oh days, four nights. <laughs> like you why were. Is this so, why does this disturb you so much? Because I, I hate when I see a car that's just crammed like that. <laughs> oh my God. It's very upsetting. Listeners, send Eric pictures of your clutter. <laughs> well, it's we'll, just, we'll tweet this photo out. You guys can look at it and you can shame me. And then but it wasn't can, like just me, it was three own, other people. Like, cluttery selves. Um, yeah. And no judgment too. I saw the photo already, and yeah, I wasn't offended by it. I think it's fine. In fairness, we were bringing stuff back from that we had bought for the house, and so right. we, we weren't going to leave it there. Right? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. That wine, that boxed wine. No, I'm not leaving that behind. <laughs> Yes, Natalie. Uh, what was the most unique home you saw this week? Oh my gosh, this one's pretty easy. It's kind of a slam dunk this week. Mm. It's the house that ended up being the most popular house uh, on Realtor.com last week. It's a home in Las Vegas, and it's unlike anything I've seen before. It's 26 feet underground. Whoa. Whoa. That's Why? Like, that's like a subway. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not... <laughs> and it's not built... You know, I've seen other homes in the past uh, through my years and years of coverage where people have built bunkers Mm -hmm. below homes. And, you know, they're usually pretty Spartan. Mm -hmm. Um, They may have, you know, some bunks or they may have a nice bedroom and there's a place for supplies, you know, and they're built with the purpose of surviving, you know, a Holocaust, nuclear Nuclear war. Name your, you know, whatever. (laughs) Name your threat. Name your threat, yeah. Uh, This place has... (laughs) It's it is a, it's like a diorama of a house, but it's actual house built. It's a huge. I think it's like thirty thousand square foot space dug out um, underneath Las Vegas, and there is a three bedroom home built like a inside this space. Wow! And then the exterior walls of the space are painted with scenes. So you feel like you're not really underground, like, you know, so you'll have like a like, scene of like a sunset and you'll have scenes of trees. Oh, so is this like being in a hotel in Vegas where they kind of like, like when you go to the Paris or yeah. something oh, and you feel yeah. like you're actually in You Paris. don't know if it's night or day. And uh, supposedly the light system within this underground home 
you know, follows the day pattern so that you can have that kind of uh, the, like, feeling. Waking of, feeling, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can feel like the sun is actually rising and setting. Day, yeah. Does it give you, you actual vitamin D, this, this light uh, system? <laughs> I think you would need to stock the kitchen with your own supply. Okay. You know, and the decor in this place is uh, 70s. It's, it's oh. like late seven, late seventies, and Fun. hasn't really ha- hasn't really changed. And there's a, a section with artificial turf to kind of looks like grass, and then there's even a pool, a, a pool in this underground compound. That's it's an in-ground underground pool. Yeah, it's it's bonkers. This place is bananas. I, I've never seen anything like this, and it's on the market for eighteen million in Las Vegas. We spoke with the listing agent because um, the price. It did seem a little aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, when, when we first saw it, it was, you know, 18 million. It was bought out of foreclosure in 2015 for just a little over a million dollars. Oh my and gosh. Yeah. So that They're really, really trying our, to turn a profit. Yeah. That really set our uh, red flag for us. We were like, wait a minute. But, you know, in talking with the agent, he said, you know, it's not that they're out to gouge anybody. It, 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 he said the price, the $18 million simply reflects the price that it would cost to build this place. If an enterprising person wanted to build this today, <laughs> it would cost over $18 million. So did, yeah. It, in that price, are they taking into account the price of digging 26 feet below ground? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a third of an acre, the whole is a third of an acre, and it's reinforced with a half mile of solid steel beams. You know, so getting a house, first digging the whole, I mean, there's, I can't even wrap my head around the logistics <laughs> You of can't it. even yeah, I'm like, talk my, about that. My head is spinning just thinking of logistics. <laughs> so you have to dig this massive hole. A third of an acre down. Get, you right? know, get all the stuff into this hole. Like, you know, the the house, the, the construction materials, you know, all your stuff mm-hmm. okay wait, i have questions yeah, so go ahead can you enter the underground bunker through the little townhouse yes. that's above ground yes okay and then also i assume they did this as a bunker for some sort of attack or end of the world scenario but mm-hmm. our story says the retreat is not ideal for a prepper paradise because if the outdoor air is contaminated, the air below ground will be as well. Right. And the prepper homes that we've seen marketed uh, for sale have air filtration systems and they have their own air, their own water. If they're serious about being a prepper home, right? It, they have a generator separate. You know, it's every, a whole other cha-cha. Yeah. So this place is not designed that way. I mean, I'm sure it could be retrofitted if a buyer wanted to you know, install some sort of air filtration system. Hmm. So really, this is just for someone who wants to live <laughs> underground. A subterranean yeah. oh, superstar. Well, I, mean, I, th- I think it's, you know, it's in Vegas. It's about, I think, a mile and a half away from the Strip or two miles away from the Strip. It could be, I mean, it's you a tunnel viral- your way into a casino and plan a big heist? <laughs> is oh that gosh. Ocean's, Ocean's 57 or whatever? <laughs> Every week, we decide to take a look at the winners and losers in the realm of real estate. Do we? Yes. We do. We do. Don't troll him. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, this week, we uh, have a loser and a winner. And Natalie, who would you signal that sad trombone for this week? 
Uh, I'm going to tell myself to cue the sad trombone for <laughs> the current owner of Johnny Cash's home. He is Texas businessman James Gresham. Really? Mm. Okay. And Johnny Cash's home is in Tennessee. It's not in Texas. It's outside Nashville. No, it's not. Um, Johnny – yeah, Johnny Cash's former home is in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is a nice suburb of Nashville. Mm -hmm. So why is Mr. Gresham our loser of the week? Uh, He's the loser because – he has been trying to sell this home for two years. It's been on the market oh. since uh, 2017. And okay. just this week, he um, announced that he is now open to selling it to a developer, which before he was super not into. Uh, okay. um, the house he was hoping he was hoping to sell it to a you know just a private individual and have that individual to kind of take over the land and right. take over. Okay, exactly. Just one 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 buyer and that's it um got it but now uh he just wants to get rid of it so he's open okay. selling it to a developer who would put multiple lots on the property right um do we do we have a sense of how many acres this property is it's 4.5 acres okay um it's up it's for sale for 3.9 million Okay. And um, they haven't. They didn't drop the price since it right. uh, hit the market. But but they did say that they're open now to a developer buying it. That's the change, right? That's the change. Um, and it makes sense too because you know there's the whole cachet of Johnny Cash's former. You know you can you can buy a house on Johnny Cash's former property. Um, yeah. So I see what you did there with the cachet and cash. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. Wow. So but you want to be clear that the the home we're talking about is a one bedroom apartment. That's the only thing that's still standing. That's on the property only thing. because the yeah house burned down in two thousand seven. Right. Okay. So the the person whoever ends up buying the person the entity whoever ends up buying this will be uh, they will be buying mainly land. Uh, right. The only structure that stands is a renovated one bedroom one bath apartment. Um, and there's also a covered boat dock, a guardhouse, and a pool. So it's like okay. it's kind of like a little resort compound looking place. Right. Um, it's a, it's a Perfect really for an Airbnb. Yeah, it's a cool property. Just knowing all the history that happened there, and then mm-hmm. it was the Johnny Cash family home um, with June Carter Cash, and then Barry Gibb actually bought the house, and but that was who owned it when it burned down, I believe, mm-hmm. in 2007. So you have the Bee Gees history there, and then we included this photo in this story of uh, Johnny Cash's face carved into a tree on the property. So it's kind of like he's always watching. He's always yeah, watching. That, that, <laughs> walk the that, line. That tree, I think, will hopefully be preserved, but it's still a little creepy. Yeah, it is <laughs> a little unnerving. But No, this – and you, you mentioned the history too. This is the actual place where they filmed a lot of the scenes of um, the movie Walk, walk the, the line. line. Yeah, yeah. like they actually filmed on this property. They actually filmed – the video for Johnny Cash's cover of the Nine Inch Nail song "Hurt." Interesting. Yeah. So, okay. um, well, so, so there is some cachet, as you said before. Lots of cachet to the Cash property, for sure. <laughs> we have a comment from the real estate agent um, that says that these individual houses, if a developer took it over and built houses, would go for about two million to three million, which is kind of the going mm-hmm. rate for a, a nice 
mansion style home. Okay, um, so that leads that us area. to believe that leads us to believe that these would be developed like you know it would be split into maybe acre parcels mm-hmm. out of the yeah, five acres. Probably. And the listing agent told us back in June of 2017, he said, "quote We don't want Johnny Cash condos. That would be pitiful." Right. right. That's so. That, that's, that's the whole big like you know that's that's kind of the news is like the owner did not want condos. He did not want the land to be developed. But sadly, he's trying to sell it he's been having trouble so yeah right gotta do what you gotta do all right eric i'm gonna turn it back over to you why because you're gonna tell us who our winner is who's the winner this week natalie you tell me okay oh my god i'm gonna tell you (laughs) are you done with us yet (laughs) no (laughs) natalie who's the winner um the winner this week is none other than rapper wiz khalifa cool yeah he uh Scored a $3.4 million mansion in, in Encino, California. Brand brand new, uh, fully decked out with a 100-bottle wine bar, a home theater, a pool, a spa, a cabana, <laughs> and, uh, and a wraparound balcony, which uh, we mentioned in the article uh, looks like a perfect spot for him to indulge in his favorite <laughs> habit. Which is... Which is Smoking marijuana. Well, it's legal in California. Not just marijuana. So. $10,000 a month worth of marijuana. Really? $10,000 a month, yeah. Wow. So he yeah. says. But this this home that he bought in Encino has all the, you know, it's outfitted with all the security that he needs. It's like private, gated, has c- cameras, you know, the latest home automation kind of things. And um, it's a gorgeous place. It has the indoor-outdoor flow that so- Southern Californians can become famous for. Mm-hmm. I do see a, I do see a a sliding barn door going from the master bedroom into Dear the... God. I know. I'm sorry to mention that sliding no, barn it's door. fine. <laughs> you know how we feel about sliding barn doors. Yeah, but it does have... Uh, I don't know if it has open shelving in the kitchen, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. It has, it has that kind of sleek Italian cabinetry. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a gorgeous home, and uh, Wiz Khalifa made a good purchase here. I, I like this place he bought in Encino. And Encino, just to clarify, I know we've talked a lot about like the valley and stuff but it's in the valley yeah. of los angeles it's yeah it's uh, it's, uh, it's uh, just a little north you know kind of it's it's san, san fernando valley mm-hmm. so anyway wiz khalifa congratulations winner of the week congratulations to wiz khalifa young young wild and free well, young wild and free oh Black that's and yellow that's one of that's two of his songs mm-hmm. yes good job guys all right well that's it for this week of house party um rachel eric thank you so much Thanks, Natalie. Gracias. <laughs> um, <laughs> <old> Spanish flair. <laughs> nice. Readers, if you want to check out the stories we discussed or any other um, real estate home improvement um, advice stories, please visit us at realtor.com slash news. You can also yeah, check just... us out on Twitter. Um, we are at House Party Pod. Um, you can also reach us by email at podcast at realtor.com. And um, please subscribe to House Party. Tell your friends to subscribe if you like what we're talking about. Also, five-star ratings would be wonderful. Um, give us a review. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we should start giving out some, like, merch for review for mm. people who write reviews. Or we should, like, start reading some of the reviews. Because I know we have a That'll few. That would be good. Um, mm-hmm. If merch entices you... Leave us a review and tell us that merch would entice you to leave a review. And then, <laughs> Whoa. And then we'll get in contact with you and then we'll send you some Mind blown. Um, anyways, so that's it for this week. 
Have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.